What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave. And I'm Matt. And joining us from the Go Gorilla Filmcast, the award-winning... Sashia Dumont and Paul Robinson. Hello. <laughs> Hi. And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to Cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor, or working for the man. You can email us, info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show, questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, show, topic, ideas, artist suggestions. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok now. Check it out. And TikTok, make it stop. DJ throw the talks. speakers up. <laughs> Kids with the ticks yes. and the talks. The ticks and the talks. Um, <clears throat> so, we don't have too much in we have no notes are concerned today. Today's going to be a short show. It's been a couple days. It's Today is a free-for-all. Yeah. It's free Absolutely. for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Paul and Sashia have been here, I believe, since the beginning. The very beginning. Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. the very beginning. Yep. And uh, so... It's it's uh, pretty interesting. We've been uh, you know, we've been friends and been chatting and whatnot online for years at this yeah. point, and then uh, you started your show and uh, you're on our podcast network as well. So we've mm-hmm. been pushing that. So everybody hears your promo every week if they listen to the <laughs> audio version of the podcast on iTunes. And um, so uh, this is gonna be a fun show. It's gonna be a little different. We're gonna talk about some uh, film stuff, and we're also gonna talk about your journey into motion graphics and all of that a uh, couple week wrap-up things that we have to do before we re- really get going here though uh you saw the new studio camera yeah oh, this is the part i fast forward through <laughs> but, talk uh, about me camper we got some good stuff for you here that the, the week rack know, we gotta wrap up stuff is good we got to give you the updates for camp, you know, yeah. so you're ready to go. I don't send know. out an email; if, they'll read the it. The thing fine. is, if no, no sure one will read will. it. <laughs> they only get their info from the show. <laughs> oh shoot! I was supposed to send out an email yesterday. <laughs> Dang it! What were you supposed to send out? The shuttle, the shuttle? schedule. Oh, all yeah, right. So the shuttle schedule. Will Note be coming. itself. Shuttle schedule is coming. If if yeah. if you the thing is, if you're listening to this on Friday with us live, you know, cool, awesome. This is the thing. The shuttle schedule is coming. You know, but like. If you're listening to it Monday, then yeah, this audio will be posted like, on Monday. Like, so, one, so you're gonna yeah, be it, listening it, to this on the way to camp. Exactly, like, you probably will the, because Monday is a a holiday. You know, right. so it's like, oh yeah, you didn't get the schedule schedule. You probably already got the schedule, or or you just haven't yeah. read your email. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, people are literally on or on the way back from I'm, camp listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't think I don't think there's there's you know we tried to put the shuttle. The times as close to people getting in we tried to give like a anywhere tough, from y'all. like a 15 30 45 minute maybe an hour like you know space in between them landing and the shuttle picking them up right, so right if you're I'll, there I'll post that if and i'll send it like, out today if you land <laughs> and you're able to get your stuff and get out and you see a camp shuttle and there's room for you yeah before yours i mean obviously you know we got to know that we're not waiting for you on the next shuttle. Yeah. Uh, but I, for the most part, it's going to be the same person driving the shuttle. Um, yeah. And, you know, in. we'll have, so. we'll have, we'll have a list. We'll have the same shuttle list for people, you know. Yeah. Gosh, I can't believe this is next week. Like this We've time next so week, we're going to be prep. doing workshops. Let's see. It's 12. So it's nine. Yeah. Our first workshop will, will be happening. We'll have 15 minutes left of the coffee people. So, yeah, there's, um, 
there's no show, just uh, to let you know there is no show the following Monday. Yes. Uh, but there will be an Evergreen. I think I'm probably going to put in the Peter Costi drop episode because that was just a special on its own, and cool. it was a really good combo. And uh, so that'll be in there. So if you're into NFTs, you can check that out. It was a great conversation. Um, so uh, there's that. Uh, I, everything's working out as far as, far as NAB. Uh, wasn't going to fly to NAB just in case we had a baby. And, and apparently the second day of NAB is when we're going to induce. Yep. And that's also the, the, the Monday we weren't going to have a show. So that yeah. works out really that well. That works out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so congratulations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think Matt's or Matt's I'm sorry, ready to go depending tackle on... NAB by himself. Yeah, I'll be fine. Mm. I, I mean, yeah, the thing is, fine. me and Nick know, know what we're doing for the most part. If we need to call you, we'll just call you in the middle of you having a baby, right? <laughs> so we <laughs> didn't talk about this on the show. We should talk about this. This is funny. So we were at yeah. Maxon in the warehouse. Yes. And we got everything set up. And mm-hmm. what we did on the uh, when we were done, we had kind of a day that was like the pack-up day, make mm-hmm. sure everything's good, all of that. So... Uh, we we did a Kobayashi Maru, mm-hmm. and um, for those so, who don't understand the Star Trek reference, uh, here, you yeah, know, you get, you, it's uh, it's basically a uh, a guaranteed failure. You know, the, it basically it, the whole thing is so that you have to admit defeat or something like that, right. or you have to give up. It was a thing that Kirk took eight hundred times, and then he eventually cheated and beat the Kobayashi right. Maru, anyway. right. So it's it's a test. Anyway, Star Trek <laughs> reference. So what we did was I would have Matt and Nick leave the room, and then I would go mess with something. And this is a whole, we're talking like it's a setup like what I have here, but mm. there's a rack, and there's other gear, and there's cables, and internet, and all that. And I would do little stupid things. Like I would take the Wi-Fi cable, uh, or yeah, the Wi-Fi router cable, and I would pull it out just a little bit. Yeah. Like, so that it would stop working. Or and then we'd I have to figure in. out what the issue was, you know? Yeah. I, I would like back. to say we did a pretty good job. They did. We did a pretty good job. Like a yeah. boot camp. <clears throat> right? Yeah. <laughs> and we'd run through it. We'd pretend we were doing, like, a presenter coming up, and, and Rick would be the... Um, would be Matthias, essentially, and yeah. be like, all right, our next presenter coming up, and then we would run through all of that, and then I would come up, pretend I was a presenter. I'd pre- Pretend yeah. I was Phil. Yeah. And I'd be like, hello. Hello. We're going to do Cinema, Ford, <laughs> Cinema 4D today. That's for true. Yeah. And then we test it. It was fun. It was fun, like, breaking things. Anyway. I, I picture it to be, like, Hell's Kitchen <laughs> when he, like, messes with people yeah. and puts, like, uh, mashed yeah, potatoes yeah. that aren't yeah. real. He'll put cauliflower yeah. puree. It's the Wi-Fi router, you idiot. You don't Yeah, I start, don't. like, yelling at them, yeah. like, really loud, getting really pissed. <laughs> we got to go live. We're about to go anyway. live. We're five minutes late, people. What's going on? So, the uh, other camp stuff. So, check this out. Check this out. We, let's see, we got last minute notes, swag. We have talked about all this. Um, okay, I don't want to talk about the sponsor thing yet, Matt. Okay. The, the thing. The thing. Okay. You the, know thing. the thing. The thing. Um, <laughs> so, stickers. I did want to mention stickers before we get to that. The mm-hmm. camp song, first of all. Uh, hopefully will be up on Spotify by the time camp starts. So <laughs> right. if you want to play it or learn the words, 
uh, or if you want to use it on Instagram stories, hopefully it'll be available by then. That's really the funny. The other thing is that the stickers, there's Camp MoGraph stickers. Uh, the, a lot of them are automatically in the search for Instagram and TikTok right now, but um, there'll be a link where you can get all the stickers, so you can get, like, flying to camp stickers or beer stickers or countdown to camp stickers, like seven days to camp, six days to camp, five days to camp. Right now, uh, that sticker is in there uh, for the countdown, and I used it today. I will be doing a um, a TikTok that shows you how to use the stickers on the Camp MoGraph TikTok. So right. make sure you check out the Camp MoGraph TikTok. We're going to do some stuff on there. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a dance or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, try and be hip like is the, the kids. Is the Camp MoGraph TikTok already ha- do we Do we have one already? It exists. There's just nothing on it yet. Oh. It's the, the, the name is secured. That's uh, good. Camp so, MoGraph. All right. Now, Follow. before we get to, to gear, I want to go to sponsors. All right. And let's talk about the new sponsor. So, yeah. Um, Kent Mograph, I mean, I, I, there's, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, we've been talking about... I'm, I'm so excited, man. This is two years of... Two years yeah. of work, you know? And it's like, we're going to get this done. We're going to have a great time. And then we're going to just ramp up into the next one. But... This one could not have been done without all of our amazing sponsors. And, you know, we had to cancel last year because of COVID and stuff like that. And uh, they all stuck with us. So they've been with us for two years. <laughs> they bought sponsorship for one and they got two years worth. <laughs> so a uh, big shout out to all of our sponsors. We're super excited to have them on board. Um, uh, everyone will be getting a T-shirt with all the sponsors on the back. So you can remember if you ever forget, you know. So, uh, uh, big shout out to our sponsors, uh, our village sponsors, Maxon, Otoy, and Video Copilot. Super excited to have them uh, sponsoring the villages, the three different villages. And then uh, our gold sponsors, Minimal Massive, Grayscale Gorilla, and DeFacto Sound. And then our bronze sponsors, A Scripts and School of Motion. So, uh, big shout out to all of them. I'm Dallas Taylor, the creative director of DeFacto Sound. Work with us. We're a sound design studio that makes animation, games, trailers, ads, and all kinds of things sound amazing. Which is why you should work with us. But that's not exactly why I'm here. You see, we also produce a podcast called 20,000 Hertz, which is all about the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. Right here in your podcast player, go take a moment to subscribe to 20,000 Hertz, which is all spelled out without any numbers. Once you're finished with this episode, go check it out. And to check out our sound design work, follow DeFacto Sound on Instagram or visit DeFactoSound.com. So that you can work with us. We picked up another sponsor last night uh, who is uh, yes, sponsoring all of the alcohol for camp, which is very exciting. So, you know. Aviation gin. Aviation gin. I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so big shout out to uh, Beeple, who is sponsoring all of the alcohol at camp. So uh, super happy. Mr. GQ. Mr. GQ, man of the year. You know. It's ridiculous. I wonder if he gets any money for being GQ Man of the Year. Does he have to, like, is it like when you're Miss America where you have to do, like, you know, certain, you got to show up at certain events as part of the contract? Right. And then if if he dies, does someone else take his uh, GQ Man of the Year? (laughs) The crown. (laughs) Take over his responsibilities? That got dark. Yeah. I I think that's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. Are you you the. 
average? Are you uh, <clears throat> signing yourself is it up the for runner the job? Up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you going to be runner up, Matt? Uh, no, for GQ Man of the Year. No. Nope. Okay. Well, according Not with that to attitude. Uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. true. That's true. I don't have the I don't have the work ethic that mm. Mike has. You know. To be GQ Artist of the Year. Plus, I'm not not a very good artist. Anyway, uh, so yeah, <laughs> super excited to have all of our sponsors. And a uh, big shout out to Mike. You know, give him some love. Send him some love because... That is freaking you know, amazing. Yeah. That, that's... He hit me up and he's like, hey, what's the alcohol situation? And I said, get friggin' lit, bro. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like uh, can I sponsor it? Uh, I was like, oh, okay. All right. You don't have to do that, sounds, but we would love sounds that. Sounds good yeah. to me. So yeah, um, uh, well, we're getting what? What are we getting to drink? We're getting some. I, I don't oh. know the. I'm not in charge All of the, the alcohol. All, All right. I am in charge of is like serving and stuff. EJ like that. had some suggestions. Yes, and he passed them along to Julie, who's right. taking care of it. I think we Everybody got some IPAs. Their, we, we got people with serving licenses. Mm-hmm. It's it's you. It's you and Julie and Scott, Scott. Unruh. And Jeremy, Jeremy and EJ and all EJ. got their licenses to serve. To serve alcohol. in Oregon. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't transfer anywhere else. It's just Oregon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's good and for got, five years. We so. got uh so we've got some IPAs and some beers and things, but we also have some kegs of like truly or something like that. Oh really? Because there yeah, there are gonna be some there's a lot of people that aren't beer drinkers. Yeah. Right? A lot of people are also health conscious and mm-hmm. like to get that zero calorie zero carb thing on with their truly get their Mm -hmm. truly on um but there's also now because of people there's going to be some decent liquor involved now this isn't just grab a bottle and drink it right everybody has their licenses they got to do it the right way you got to be served you know um can't just pump the keg you got to get a pitcher from a server and do it that way so we gotta can't be very loose. I'm telling with you, that, we're talking you know? about this, and no, I mean, there's like five people in the chat who are coming to camp. You know, it's all right. <laughs> in the chat, oh, we're well. just we're just practicing for uh, for when we get to camp. You know? Well, people will listen to yeah, this on the know. way. You know, yeah. Uh, and then you came over yesterday. Hopefully, that brings up the right screen. It does, there we yes. go. Uh, you came over. I've got this table full of. Of crap, dude! You've got your table full, and, and my whole table is full. Can you show that picture? Yes, I absolutely have that picture. I should have brought up your video as well, but yeah. yesterday you sent me this photo, and uh, you've got all the swag. Yeah, and what and you don't see everywhere. is so that are the staff T-shirts, the camper T-shirts, the new zip-up hoodies. Oh yeah, look at that! It's so nice, the new zip-up Ooh. hoodies. But what you don't see is that there's two more gigantic boxes of pullover hoodies behind me. It's it's crazy. So. It's so nice of you to give all of your guests free swag as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll and, be $35 um, so, plus shipping. Also, plus shipping. <laughs> I, I saved this part for the end because I figured we'd just get into like talking to y'all about film and stuff. Uh, I got some gear that's coming with us as well because yep. we want to get some pretty... I mean, it's going to be so gorgeous there. We want to get some pretty Gosh, footage. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I'm assuming drones are allowed, but I'm bringing my drone. I know a lot of people are as well. Um, and then we are bringing two Blackmagic 6K cameras. We've got cages. We've got 
microphones, all the things. So sometimes we're going to be doing stuff with our phones, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just little things. Uh, sometimes we're going to be shooting some promo footage and things for later, you know, 6K, stuff like that. We'll try and stay out of everybody's way and not be too intrusive or whatever. But, um, you know, we want to kind of capture the experience so we can show people what it's like for next time if they're deciding if they want to go or not we're going to be posting from social the best we can depending on our internet situation but um, again we're encouraging people to do a lot of stories and tag us in it so that you know we can regram them and whatever and we take and we save all of those stories so that we can use them for promo videos and stuff we have the like 300 and something stories from the last camp that you can go through and see what people are doing it was awesome so um what i wanted to uh uh, bring up was this lens that I got. So I uh, was looking through some different options for lenses. You know, there's the classic Canon 400 millimeter lens, but it's expensive AF. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. $2,300, $2,400, right? And 400 millimeter. And I was very apprehensive about going that direction, especially because I don't do a lot of still photography as much as I used to. And, um, but I had rented one in Iceland, and I really loved it. And I'm like, I wish I had a lens like that for Oregon. So I found this, after talking to some uh, friends in the industry, this Sigma lens that works well for the Blackmagic and for the Canon camera. And it's a 100 to 600 millimeter lens. Wow. And it was like 900 bucks, which is pretty good. And it has optical stabilization all that. This is the biggest freaking lens you want to see? Hold on. Show us your lens. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Lord. That <laughs> is a lens. Now, that's oh, not a lens. I wonder, can, a lens. <laughs> I see you've played knifey lensy before. Here, can I, I'll show it on the. Ah, nice. Look, look how big that thing is. That's your arm. You know, I just, I just got to use the, the camera, the new camera, as much as I can. So, yeah. <laughs> the, um, the uh, this part comes out, and then you you undo this thing here, and you un unlatch it somewhere. I see. I'm still learning. And uh, look at this. It the freaking extension, like to go to 600. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's Great. ridiculous. Tell them about. But it, it, uh, tell I'm them so about pumped. Like connecting it to the, the 6K yeah. camera. Oh. What you had to do. So check this out. <laughs> so heavy. So check this thing out. This is really cool. So it connects to the Blackmagic. It works fine. But the automated controls don't work unless you update the lens, which mm-hmm. I haven't done yet. And I'm like, how do you firmware update a lens? Have you ever firmware updated a lens? Uh, I've, no, not a lens, but I have a lens adapter. So this is interesting. So I was like, how do you update this thing? So they gave me this, and I thought it was just like a front and back cap that they just put together, like an extra cap. But I started looking at it, and there is a USB Ah. dingus on the side and what you do is you open this up and you attach the lens to it as if it were a camera and then it it uses this attachment to firmware update the lens i thought that was the coolest yeah idea dude the idea of firmware updating a lens lens. (laughs) you know is the worst is is firmware updating an xbox controller yeah that's the that's the worst because it happens right in the middle of a game those, yeah. those, that is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk uh, about you now. We're in the camera mode. We're in the film mode. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to introduce you to everybody on the stream, and we're going to talk about film. We're going to talk about 
your show, and then we're going to talk about uh, journey your journey into motion graphics because you've been dabbling all these years as you were doing film stuff, and now True. and now you're like you're, you're really still hitting, dabbling, getting these <laughs> NFTs, and man, so. Um, Let's start from the beginning. Uh, tell us about how you got into what you're doing and what your jobs are now and how you met. And I'll just keep going. I'm sure you'll forget yeah. After if I just list them like that. Or but. we could just talk about some cool movies you've seen lately. No, that's for the recommended <laughs> uh, Yeah, section. that's later. Yeah. We've already Picture done recommended Sicily, 1976. No. 1922. 1922. Yeah. Oh, you can't mess up a Golden Girls reference in the beginning of an interview. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I started making really bad horror films with my friends with like a, a Best Buy camera like so many people did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just fell in love with it and just kept doing it, making them just bad, just bad, 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 bad films. Digital 8 <clears throat> or Mini DV. Mini DV. Nice. And then eventually I got like a real camera, which was at the time a DVX 100. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have one in my garage. Yeah, it was like the first <laughs> camera that would do 24p because it would take the 30p and convert it down to 24p. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big time. That's when I knew I made it. Um, <laughs> and then um, I met Sashia on this application called MySpace. Oh wow! Oh, you've heard of it? Nice um, huh? Yeah, it was it was the uh, original Facebook. It was top eight at Man. first sight. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was Facebook with glitter. Sight. With glitter, yes. yeah. Um, I miss MySpace. MySpace was good. I miss top eight. So right, the top eight. Than... It was like a big deal if you're in someone's top right. eight. Yeah, right. you had to really invest your time, right. and, and build your page up and put right. thought into it. Yeah, yeah. you go to someone's right. page and, and the, music the starts music playing that and... would autoplay anytime yep. you went to someone's page. Yeah, you know, went to her page. Mad at somebody, you would remove them from the top. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I knew she was the one because when I went to her page, Tool started playing. I was mm. like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yep. But, you know, Which so is we ironic because you're not a huge Tool fan and I am. I like Tool though. No, he's you just like a big Tool. tool. I am does, just a big one Tool. One does not yeah. like yeah. Tool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she, you know, she was interested in writing and acting as well. So then we kind of, uh, through a friend, we ended up making a film together, a bunch of us, and she was involved. And then we became more involved and she started writing to our films so that they became really bad horror film from really bad horror films to well-written really bad horror films and nice. then um yeah and the rest is history we just kept making making films after that sounds what's, so what's your side of the story that was good yeah yeah i'll okay. take that all right what's the real story <laughs> yeah the real story is that when he friended me on myspace i deleted him that's true that's actually true <laughs> Because um, it said, um, proud dad. And I was like, I'm not getting involved with somebody. Who has a kid. That's just not even happening. Delete. Um, but I was. Did he uh, just add you out of the blue? Yeah. yeah. Like because back creep. in the day, you know, you would just go <laughs> okay. through and you find gotcha. local people that are cool and you say, hey, what's up? Gotcha. Girls but, that you want to be friends with? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so. I can't um, tell you how many Australian friends I had. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also, I had the wherewithal to send her a message along with the Fred request. Make mm-hmm. it personal, you know, real personal mm-hmm. touch. Yep. And then if it wasn't for that message, that would this never would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that message, what was yeah. that message? I have no idea. Promote it on. Yeah, promote it. I wish I <laughs> could get on into my DM space. NFT 
would love yeah. to be able i don't even yeah, remember yeah. any of those passwords or anything i don't even know how to if that's even still there yeah i wonder yeah you should frame I'm, that message i'm very worried <laughs> that, that someone will find my myspace one day and see all my angsty yeah. like uh uh freshly broken up with uh yeah. blog posts mm-hmm. yeah. they're oh, not good yeah oh it would be that would be really interesting to be able to get into those archives if you will yeah. super depressed <laughs> and posting random they're out there you know, my my chemical romance songs yeah. <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah but yeah so so, uh, so yeah. y'all met started doing stuff and things and yeah. uh started doing um the films together now how has your process improved over these years because i'm sure your 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 process the writing the acting the lighting the gear the all of that has uh, improved. Yeah, I mean, money helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, having uh-huh. one no might money. say it rules everything around us. Cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having going from no money to uh, some money that we probably sh- shouldn't be spending, but we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Made a big difference. Like when we knew we were starting to head in the right direction when we went from Home Depot lights, construction lights to actual yep. cinema lights. Right. Yeah. That's when we were like, okay, this might, this might be happening. Because prior to that- The first time you buy like real equipment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, we, we've made it. <laughs> we've made it. It's happening. And then you realize that you're- you're addicted to it. Yeah. And yeah. 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 It's hard to stop buying equipment. You get yeah. that gear acquisition syndrome. Yeah. It's yeah. Over. There's like a general rule that whenever he says, so I've been looking at this thing, it's never <laughs> under $500 ever. <laughs> like I'm always like, that, I can't yeah. wait for him to be like, there's this thing I'm looking at and it's about a buck 50. And I'm like, get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gear acquisition syndrome. Gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey, honey, I got gas. I got gas. <laughs> The it's, good kind or the bad kind? I don't know which one's the bad kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> luckily, I or unluckily, I have both. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, ding, ding, ding. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's kind of funny though how you know any kind of like artistic endeavor is always so GD expensive, it and is. artists are always the ones that seem to be suffering. You know, in terms of right. like trying to make revenue on their art. You yeah. know. It's, you know, computers and cameras and, and all mm-hmm. this stuff is so expensive. And it's like. But it is more affordable now. When you think sure. back on oh, like, yeah. those, you know, MySpace times. Oh, think yeah. about the lights, number one. Mm-hmm. Think about like, if you wanted to get good lights, you had to get those tungstens and they were mm-hmm. hot and bulky yes. and heavy. Yes. And now you can get like a $60 LED yep. light. Yep. You know, $60, you $60, $30 yep. right behind me. Battery yeah. powered. Yep. Even cameras, yeah. you know, you're talking about the Black Magic, the 6K you have. I mean, you can get the 4K version it's for 2K. like two grand or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, it's still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But Shoot in comparison to what. my phone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's two grand, but like it, it's a two grand entry barrier to entry to to having access to six K raw mm-hmm. bra like yes, yeah. but oh what y'all gosh. aren't talking like, about is get? all the accessories that you've got to purchase like two K, yeah. and then you're talking okay, let's get some lenses, we need Batteries, storage yeah, sure. for it. You're gonna be able to edit it, okay? You need a computer as well, you know. But the computers are more affordable and do more for less now. You know, if you want to just edit with like Final Cut Pro or Premiere or something you can get a laptop and I mean you couldn't even do it on a laptop back in the yeah. day. Yeah. So 
It is a little more affordable. It's still expensive. Yeah. It's but not, it is more affordable. It's not as expensive as film school, though. So that's, that's true. usually, mm-hmm. that's like a big conversation that I always have with people that are, like, I'm thinking of going to film school. I'm like, I mean, if you have money to blow and you just, you're into yeah. that kind of stuff and you just want to throw money around, like, sure, yeah, do it. Um, yep, right. But if you're going to be going into debt, it's not worth it. Just yeah. buy and don't and but then the flip side of that is like also don't buy the best equipment because you have no idea what to do with it and it's going to be a yeah. complete waste of money. So yeah. just buy decent equipment mm-hmm. and learn how to make stuff that looks like crap look better. That's your yeah. goal. Yeah. It's how to we, make how to get the best image out of what you have and then move from there. It's it's yeah. really funny. We had you know uh, back when I was in college, it was what was it that the XL one. The, the, yeah. oh, the silver and red one yeah, or yeah. whatever yeah, I that was just that. standard def, but it had removable lenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we had deal. several kids in my college who were awful and wouldn't even finish their stuff, but, like, they were rich, so they all had XL1. It's like, oh, I've got an XL1. Right. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you don't even know how to use it. You don't even yeah. know the secret... Uh, key combination to hit to get full frame bars because they couldn't license empty bars in it or something. <laughs> Is that true? Remember that? The XL2 had bars. The oh. XL1, you had to do a secret thing to get just some full frame bars. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's funny. Yeah. I was a Panasonic yeah. guy. Mini DV. Yeah. Remember, remember then you had Mini DV, you had Maybe. DVC Pro, and you had DV Cam, yep. which looked the same as far as the cassettes but the tape was different yeah yeah and some could play one but couldn't play the others mm-hmm. like you could put something on a mini dv if yes. you did dv cam it would you could record that on a mini dv but you couldn't record dvc pro onto the mini tapes gosh i forgot so about these yeah like now you just throw a memory card in there and go yep yeah yeah memory cards were the best that was a, that was the best like yeah, having to having, having to do all these different tapes man i i totally forgot about those then you had yeah. Digibeta as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Digibeta. Digibeta. Yeah. Mm. Man, and I still have decks and cameras and all sorts of stuff that take that and I should just put them in the garbage. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I bought a I bought a, a beta deck, just a, a standard beta deck off of eBay because I was like, "Oh, I I can I can <laughs> find yeah, someone that I can do some transfers for and stuff like that." Yeah. And I spent like 250 bucks and it was going to be my next my next my next job thing. But it's it's know? an interesting conversation because, you know, we talk about that stuff but at the time it was the standard and it's like are we going to mm-hmm. be talking about CFast cards the same way in 5 years, you know? And I mean that that bleeds into everything, you know, if you're yeah. if you're putting something on the web and it's MP4, are you going to are you even going to be able to play MP4 in 10 years? Sure. You know? MP4, probably. Yeah. Or MP4 other, has other, been around for a while. Yeah. But, but at, see, at some point, C-fast all that started, stuff becomes, you know, dead. Yeah. Everything gets out. And they're they're talking about, like, even VHS and DVDs yeah. are going to degrade. All of them in the whole world are going to be all degraded by a certain point. Yeah. yeah. You know, because of the way that they degrade. And it's like, you've got to back it up. At least MP4s are going to be savable. Mm-hmm. Right, so you could like pull them off an old drive, yeah. you know, if they're outdated. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, the cards you were talking about, the CFast cards, that's like what's in Black Magic. I haven't personally used them yet. I just jump straight to using SSDs external oh, yeah. to record. 
you know, using the T5 drive, which don't get the T7 on the Black Magic because even though it's faster at 100 megabytes a second or 1,000 megabytes a second, it actually has a buffer, which anyway, <laughs> I'm nerding out on film behind the scenes, you know. I've been thinking about, um, about doing that, but I don't know. I, I feel like, because I have the, the 4.6K Ursa Mini Pro, mm-hmm, which I love. Mm-hmm love that camera so much but uh it's you know it's it's i've had it for a while and it's like i already had it repaired once so my mind's starting to think now about what's my next investment because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there are a lot of money so you got to start early and so um future proofing is something that i try to think about as much as i can because you get a new camera every three months and it's you know new technology is moving so fast Yeah. yeah 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 I did upgrade to the Blackmagic uh, Pro, a 6K Pro, because I really wanted a viewfinder, and I really wanted a tilt screen, mm. and those two things were worth it right there. And I the NDs, right? It. Has the NDs? Yeah, the mm. NDs. There's just a, enough, there was <laughs> enough features there where it, it felt like a good move, but um, yeah. Well, yeah. The company it's, ended it's, up buying your old one from you, so that saved you a little bit of money, too. That too, yeah. that too. That helped me get the upgrade. Um, but uh, let's go through the process a bit. Um, when you are starting on a film, I, I want to hear the process of, of what order you do things in. Um, well, if it starts it's very with linear her. or... <laughs> uh, well, first I find a small child to sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> I got a couple for you. So you go, yeah. to the pizza, you go to the pizza place down I, the street. I, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I head over Basement. to DC. Yep. And yeah. uh, and I, I I find the secret pizza place. Um, I it's weird. I mean, usually it sounds really cliche, but uh, the writing process for me is just that I'll get a bunch of stories that are just constantly annoying the crap out of me, and they just sort of live in my brain. Yeah, and then they they like UFC style fight their way to the forefront, <clears throat> and then whichever one kind of sticks is the one. Oh, it's the sci-fi story with the arm bar. Oh, God. (laughs) And uh, that'll be the one that that I'll choose to write. But um, I also, like, I I probably have, uh, I think I have, like, eight or nine uh, completed scripts. And then I have probably, like, another 40 or 45 uh, scripts that are just concepts that I write. Mm -hmm. And I'll just sort of, like, Mm -hmm. first, second, and third act it really quick so I remember the details five years later since it could be that long before I go back to it or never. Um, and then depending on where we are financially, I start to fish through all of the concepts, like which one of these. So there's the ones like, that will sit there. Which one of these can there. I do for? Yeah, they'll yeah. sit there forever for the because it's like, yeah, we're going to need like 50 grand for that. So that's yeah. never going to happen. We'll just keep that one back there. <laughs> yeah. And then sort of, you know, uh, bring them up and, and that's, uh, that's usually like from there. He's just like, let me know when you need me. Like when the script is done and we're in pre-production, and then that's where he jumps in. Yeah, we kind How of. How do you did? Sorry. No, yeah, we kind we have like we both what we both focus on. You know, we have certain areas that we both excel in. You know, and mm-hmm. so we kind of let the other person take the lead. We're very collaborative, but there is a certain like if we're having if if there's some kind of debate on a, a story beat or something like that i'm gonna defer to her because she's writing the story whereas if there's a certain debate about a lighting scenario she may defer to me Mm -hmm. because i'm lighting it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I like to say all the time that we have we don't really step on each other's toes with what we do, and we're very collaborative. But that doesn't mean that either of us can't jump in and help out or do the other thing if they need to. So, um, you know, she 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 does a lot of the writing, a lot of the uh, production, a lot of the casting stuff, and I'll do a lot of the pre um, storyboarding. Just literally do everything. <laughs> no, I just I just do the storyboarding, the directing, and the cinematography, and the and editing, the and the, the audio, and the color grading. That's it. I mean, it's not that much. I mean, it's not. And yeah, I I do all the other stuff, and then usually on set, I'm also yeah stopping uh, midway and doing craft services. Yeah, to feed everybody and acting. And then, yeah, that's all. So I'll we'll set yeah. the schedule so that my scene will end at the right time, so that I could get yeah. out of costume and then into an apron and then over to mm-hmm. the kitchen to feed everybody for lunch and then same thing for <laughs> dinner. So um, sets are usually exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. How do you decide though? Like how do you decide, okay, this is the script? Because mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of them swimming around and, you know, besides technical or money reasons, right? Besides that, besides like, oh, we can't do this because it would cost 50K. It's a big decision to make because mm-hmm. you're going to make that decision and move forward. It's almost like every single one is like starting a mini business, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's going to be a long journey to get from point A to point Z on, <laughs> on that entire thing, right? Like, yeah. it might be a year, it might be two years. Won't be two years. It won't be two years. Yeah. We're uh, we're the worst. We're really fickle with that because <laughs> it's by the time the film is done, we just hate it and we want to move on. I mean, that's kind of with anything right. we create. But yeah, um, it's like it's like making a, a daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, the, making the, a, the, a a a bi yearly end. Any project, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's more. You know, you know how kind of every year you go into a, a mood musically and you really just start listening to a lot of this this specific year and then you mm-hmm. just you know and then you start going back into other stuff that's how it is with me it's like what have i been watching this year that's really sticking out mm-hmm. and what mood am i in mm, and yeah, that um, makes sense. that'll be what we pick and then you know then i have to filter through that as in terms of finances what is feasible and so um our last film was just i had always wanted to write something that was cult related i've had uh, a fascination with the just just the psychology of how people join cults how otherwise incredibly intelligent people get sucked into it and so um that was that was just where i went with that i think the the biggest challenge for me is always kind of i i live in between uh wanting like giving a shit and then not giving too much of a shit you know what i mean <laughs> because i uh i like i love movies that make me think mm-hmm. and um i love being able to finish watching a film and have 10 people in a room have five different interpretations of how that could have potentially ended and what was really going on and mm-hmm. be able to start that conversation so mm-hmm. i've been told that my writing is really confusing and you know um i've gotten the weirdest interpretations of of my film and i'm like what corn how did we get what it, it was a cornfield right like what are you talking about yeah. there was no cornfield like, um so and then you say as an award-winning writer i cannot uh, take this anymore that, <laughs> uh yeah so it's it's i like to kind of hear what people are gonna say but 
So it's like, I, I have to be cognizant of the fact that I don't want to confuse people to the point where they're like, I'm never watching your stuff again, because I don't understand it. Mm. Sort of towing that line, uh, but, of also, but also being able to say, this is how I want to write it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't get it, you know, you don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you mentioned that, like, you're paying attention to what people are enjoying mm-hmm. at the moment, right? You're paying attention to what people, like, what audiences are enjoying. Like, how much of that influences what you do? Um, I, I, the only way I can think of it is because I don't really make films, I, but I do make TikToks, which are super short. And one of the things that I do is it's all I think, stories. What, what are the trends mm-hmm. right now? What are yeah. people into right now? What would yeah. people, you know, whether like, I'll, that's I'll like send a, Dave like a new audio and say, hey, we should do something with this, this or with we this. should, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It helps you be, it helps you think of fun ideas because you kind of work backwards. Sometimes you think of an idea and then you come up with the, the story. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get the audio for something like on TikTok, this is what the people are doing. This is the trend, and it, it kind of goes the other way. Do you allow <laughs> How like trends to influence? In <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you allow the trends to influence? Maybe not like your writing specifically, but what type of film you're going to do next? No, not at all. Good, good. I don't care what everyone likes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to put it any other way because it's um, unlike TikTok and unlike YouTube and, and any online source. Um, the indie film world is so different from Hollywood. It's a completely yeah. different mm-hmm. thing. So whatever's trending in Hollywood, it's irrelevant once you get into, you know, micro budget filming and those film fests. Um, if somebody were to do that, I, I feel like that would actually work against them because a single film fest isn't going to want 17 sci-fi movies if that's what's yeah. cool that year. Yeah. You want yeah. to stand right. out, actually. So yeah. um, that's just a- make whatever you make. Yeah. And, and that that yeah. said, there are in. certain kind of um, genres, for lack of a better phrase, that play better on certain platforms. Absolutely. You know, you know, if you're putting stuff on mm. YouTube, putting a 30-minute drama isn't going to gain a lot as much views as a, an eight-minute sci-fi spectacle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So that... And not that you should write towards that, but it's just good to know that. So if you're making something like we, our last film was, uh, uh, was a 30 minute drama and that's not going to play on YouTube. So, you know, we put it out to festivals. She won an award for it. And, um, you know, it's good to recognize that what audience plays that would play best for and kind of maybe focus a little bit more on that. Not that you shouldn't release it everywhere, but having that focus can help, you know, get, the most kind of like mileage, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, out of the film. Right. It's hard to find a balance for me sometimes between like, okay, what is, what do I want to do and what is everybody else expecting or what does everybody else want to see? And, and you don't want to, you don't want to compromise your creativity. You don't want to compromise your own vision. You don't want to compromise your goals, but you also want to be successful. Yeah. You know, and and you also want to make money and and things. Um, but that being said, there, it it is true a lot of the time. I think that like, even if you're not getting traction in certain things, it, you try different things. One of them is gonna one of them is gonna stick. Mm-hmm. You know, you keep doing and what you want to do, and people there will be an audience that will show up. So. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's tough. Um, a lot of people want to be their own boss and and be independent and do their own thing, and it's hard to 
it's hard to do. Yeah, there, there is a fine line, especially if it's your only source of income. I mean, as we all know, yeah. you know, uh, I would love to just do uh, graphics and films or whatever it is that I like, but at some point I have to pay the mortgage. And so I'm going to have to make something that somebody else wants uh, yeah, in right. order to do that. So there's, yeah, there's definitely a balance. For the, from the now, film. For you, for you, that's just, you're, you're able to just work a full-time job. Yeah. And that's the thing that people are wanting to see and that's where you, you get your money. So then yeah. you can not compromise when you get to the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Selling out so we don't have to. Right. <laughs> sell sell out when you're working for the man yeah. so you don't have to sell out. It's on not selling out. One for He's the meal, one for the real. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's That's not fun. really selling out. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta make ends meet. I have right? no problem with people selling out. I get it. <laughs> I would Whatever. do it in a heartbeat. I get you know? It. Yeah. I would do if it in somebody a heartbeat. Came, if I somebody think... came to me and said, I'll give you $10 million to make some crappy movie, I'd be like, where do I sign? Sharknado 12. Where do I sign? Where do we sign? Yeah. Because I'll take that money and I'll go make something I like. I give I give yeah. so much crap to uh, uh, Gwen Stefani and Mark McGrath, you know, <laughs> yeah. for like hardcore selling out. But I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just maybe I'm just jealous. Well, I think it's I think it's <laughs> I think it all stems from that thing of like artists need to be poor in order to be like taken seriously. Yeah. You I don't know? know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Like, at least at first. Yeah. Yeah, I maybe. guess, but it's it's like I don't know. I, I always feel like there's like this stigma if an artist is making a lot of money that what you know, what do they know or or do you know what I mean? It's not that they can't not, not that I guess a lot of it depends on how they started or whatever, but you know, it's it's just I don't know. I just still feel no, like I know that. what you're saying. Like yeah. think mm-hmm. about e- Elon Musk's wife, right? Drop uh all of a sudden like Oh, Elon Musk's wife is is on uh, is on Nifty Gateway, and and what did everybody say? Oh, well, they're already rich. What do they need to be on yeah. there for? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of like that. Yeah. You know, like oh, you already have money, and like it, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything in particular. But like that's that's the mentality that people have when they see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toward you. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely in film as well. When someone's like, uh, you know, you watch a film and you go. Oh well, they have a they got a three million dollar budget. Like, well, how they get a three million dollar budget? Like, oh well, that's like Scorsese's great nephew, and you're like, of course it is, right? You know, so yeah. and, and you get that a lot, and um, we we would get that at fests as well, um, where we went to this one festival once where, uh, it, it was interesting to watch the 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 change where. Paul had known the person that was running this festival for a while, and he had been with them before they were anybody. Like, he was helping mm-hmm. them set up the banners. Like, it was, yeah. it was really small. And they got bigger, and they started getting more sponsors, and they started getting films from filmmakers that were had a bit more clout. And all of a sudden, the movies that he would be making, which was now films we were making, were getting, like, the 8.30 a.m. Sunday spot, which nobody is going to that. Yeah, And then they would start reserving all of the 7 to 9 p.m. Saturday nights and Friday nights for at one time it was like one of the actors from The Sopranos made like a short mm-hmm. film and everybody was there for that guy. And, you know, that's when I was I just right. got to a point where I was like, why are we here? Like, nobody cares yeah. that we're here. And, you know, so that's that's sort of a I don't know. I have I have a, a kind of like hate relationship kind of like mm-hmm. uh with with film festivals I, I they're important and i get it but i don't the same way that i'm not really looking to whatever's in fashion to mm-hmm. pick 
subject matter, I don't really look to what happens in a film festival. You know, you go to like a winning festival. award for your writing. You wouldn't. I'm going to punch you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that doesn't mean anything. I don't know. You well, know, that's the thing. It's that, lovely. It's, yeah. And like I said, I'm not going to act like I don't appreciate it. It's, I mean, I didn't. When they said my name, I just kept staring at him, and he's like, "They yeah. said your name," and I was like, "No, they didn't." Yeah, there's well, no that's the way. thing. That's the thing. I <sighs> thought they were going to give it to him because the the way fests work is they'll sort of like hint you to you in an email, like, "Hey, are you coming to the awards ceremony?" And you're like, "Oh, right. I don't know." And they're like, "Are you sure you don't want to come to the awards ceremony?" And you're like, "Right." Oh, I should go to the awards yeah. ceremony, right. but they don't mm-hmm. tell you why. Mm-hmm, so I was right. just sitting there like, they're clearly going to give it to him for like cinematography or something. And mm-hmm. why the hell do they just say my name? <laughs> and that's a lovely moment. But, uh, but it, you know, what does it mean overall? Yeah, like, because I, that same I'm film same got person. rejected from so many festivals. So totally. you have one fest telling you that this is the best film that's been written in our entire festival. And then you have another festival that's like, we're not even going to play this piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's all arbitrary. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Hmm. So what, 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 uh, do you have one that you would write or, or that you would do, uh, one specific script saved away that it's like, okay, we've made it. We've got you have infinite funds, money. you know, yeah. this is yeah. the film probably we're going to make. I probably have like 10 or 12. Okay. How often, how often are you writing? Um, she writes really quick. I write because very she's got to get that story out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I write really I fast. And then when I when I'm really going to seriously take a script on, if we're actually going to film it, then I run through it again, and then I start making edits mm-hmm. um, because we're both really impatient in that way. Yeah. Uh, when I hear people say, like, "I've been writing this script for eight years," I'm like, eight years? What? How yeah. could you still care <laughs> about that after eight? Right. Years? I would after yeah. eight yeah. weeks, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm over it you got to get um, the idea out of your brain i get that yeah, you know yeah, I just, like i i had like one or two stories that i wanted to write and this is back when i was working for the man you know and every single day i was driving to work i was thinking about this yeah. stupid story i was like i gotta write this i gotta write this i gotta write this finally i was like i'm writing the story and i did it it was like over the course of three or four nights at home and i it was like a 90 minute script or 75 or 75 page script, 90 minute script or something like that. And then I sent it off to my friends and they were like, I hate it, you know? And I was like, <laughs> okay, well at least it's out of my brain. Yeah. I but get that, that. But that. But that brings up another good point in that, um, uh, is that like that feedback that you're getting from your friends, mm-hmm. you know, cause you so, so often, this is something I harp, harp on about it. So, so often your friends are just going to be like, Oh, it's, you made something. It's so cool. And I appreciate mm-hmm. the love for that. But you know, for me anyway, I can't speak for everybody, obviously, but for me, that having that honest feedback from somebody is so much more valuable than anybody telling me they love something mm-hmm. I did just because they don't right. want to offend me or, you know, totally. they, whatever reason, because if, like she says it all the time, if 10 people tell you that I didn't understand that part of the story, well, then I need to focus, I need to think about that part of the story. Maybe right. it's not mm-hmm. portraying what I want. And that doesn't mean that you have to change it. But that you have to think about, are you really relating what you want to put out there properly? Yeah. Yeah. Do you outline a lot yeah. before you write? Uh, yeah. But I also I also write out of order. So, I'll think okay. of the ending mm-hmm. of a story first. How yeah. How is this ending? Or I'll just think of some weird random middle scene that I'm like, I really want to film something that has two people that... Or write something that is uh, sort of an emotional scene between two people in a bar. Why would they be in a bar? 
mm-hmm. how did they get to the bar who owns the bar and then yeah. i just sort mm-hmm. of like walk work out that way mm-hmm. um but sometimes it'll just come first second and third like it's just it's just whatever way they pop in there if somebody was watching me while I drove, they would think that I was uh, like that I had complete personality disorder. Because, <laughs> like, as I'm sitting at a light, I will talk as the character, like, what is this character like? And then I'm just like having the conversation mm. with, you know, two people, four people in a, in a car. And I'm talking to all of them. That's great. That is like, really that's extremely like, yeah. funny. And like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do the same thing. But like, with arguments you know yes it's like i'll remember an argument from like two months ago and it's like (laughs) well this is your stance on this and blah 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 (laughs) it's like now i'll be prepared next time that comes up again in conversation well that's like your opinion (laughs) man that's like your opinion man (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh there's there's something great about non-linear writing and I use a program actually called Scrivener when I write what I the things I write. And most of it's like writing a tutorial or something, yeah. not necessarily like a script. Um, but I love the way that it's set up because it it's set up almost like they're note cards on the left side. They're, you can actually put it in a note card view, which is silly. But <laughs> they're set up like note cards. So you have these little cards on the left that it's like, here's the intro. Here's this section with, uh, if I'm doing a tutorial... Here's this section where you do this sim, and here's the section where you do this, and they're there, and I'm like, oh, I need to mention this in the simulation part, and I'll pop back to that card, and I'll write a little paragraph, and then you can rearrange the paragraphs, and then you can export the whole thing as a script, and mm-hmm. I like that that way of doing things, because like you said, it's like, oh, you want a scene in the bar, where well, you write down bar scene on that quote-unquote card in Scrivener, and then... You come back, you sit down, you write that, and that's just there. It's ready to go, and you just pop that into the mm-hmm. script wherever it needs to go. Um, but outlining is such a great thing. I don't. I never understood how somebody could sit down and just write a story from beginning to end without mm-hmm. anything else. I think sometimes that that can kind of be the downfall of why a script takes eight years uh, on top of yeah. just life, you know, slapping you upside the head and things happening. But I mm-hmm. think people just. Uh, they sit down and they think of it too literally and that it's like, I must start this story and then I go here and here and here. And it doesn't work that way because life doesn't work that way. Nothing's really in order. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to work around those things. Um, but I mean, everybody has their own their their own weird little quirks when they write. Uh, that, that's just kind of mm-hmm. what I do. And um, I always write to a soundtrack. Like I'll make a playlist that fits the mood of that story and then always listen yeah. to that while i'm writing it um that's cool that sometimes is also how a, a concept will come up if i hear i find a new artist mm-hmm. um i'll hear a story or hear a uh, i'm sorry, sorry i'll hear a song or an album that then strikes what i think the video to that would look like if there's not a video or what am i feeling yeah. when i hear this and then like, jump off of that mood yeah i get that i get that so tell us about your show Hi, my name is Sashia Dumont. I'm a writer, actor, and filmmaker. Hi, my name is Paul Robinson. I'm a director, DP, and filmmaker. We are the creators and hosts of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, an online source for all things indie film. We are a husband and wife film team and co-owners of Send 3 Productions, and we started this podcast for filmmakers like ourselves who were producing on micro-budgets with Skeleton Crews. Go Gorilla is a weekly podcast that features various talents in TV, film, and web series productions. We've interviewed filmmaker powerhouses like... 
Kestrin Pantera, Richard Raymond, Alex Ferrari, Cassandra Ebner, and Ryan Connolly. Amazing actors like Hannah Ward, Lou Taylor Pucci, Chris Wataski, and Eileen Gruba. Groundbreaking cinematographers like Jody Lee Lipes and Jessica Lee Gagne, and many more. We also offer weekly reviews of our favorite films and shows, which vary from low-budget first-time filmmakers to A-listers and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network. So if you love filmmaking as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Listen well, to it. Yeah. So now. we, I, I'm a big podcast listener, or used to be when I drove a lot, but, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was never any like podcast that dealt with the level of filmmaking that I'm at. You know, it was always like people talk about low budget films and they're talking about five and ten million dollars. Right. And I'm like, what about five or ten thousand dollars? Like we're right. What about you know, five hundred dollars? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that. You know, we've made films for that re- recently. And so um I wanted to have I wanted to start one that came from that perspective of like people that were making films on our on our level, but also like rolling into that, um, because we do, we talk and we have guests on uh but i also we also wanted to kind of give our thoughts on films from film from people that are at our level of filmmaking as well or you higher know, or higher yeah you know mm-hmm. so we watch a lot of indie films and we'll talk about them and um we have we've been lucky enough to have some really great guests on mm-hmm. um dps and actors and directors and producers and um people like that yeah. um but yeah, there was you know there was no there was nothing for that, and and then we filled that niche. Hopefully, Hopefully. we tried to. What was, <laughs> what was who has been your favorite guest so far? I mean, uh, for us, me, it's course. been Lou Taylor Pucci easily. Yeah, yeah very yeah. Um, you you actually say that on the trailer, don't you? Don't you say that name Lou on the trailer? Ta- yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. so he yeah. was he's such a wild guy. We 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 don't do video we just do the audio but his whole interview <laughs> he was in a cowboy hat and no shirt and he would just like get up and walk away randomly and come back and finish the conversation oh my god it was such a bl- and i'm like I, we had him on because we because i'm a huge fan of his work i think he's like one of the most underrated actors out there but he um he uh yeah he was a blast to talk to that one actually i don't really edit the podcast a lot you know because we kind of just go mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. that one i had Same to edit here. a lot i don't edit yeah, we'd be in the middle of yeah, saying something, he and he away. would just get up and walk away, and we're like, "What is he? Are doing? we done? What's happening? <laughs> what is he doing?" Um, well, yeah, oh, I don't know. But we've had Jessica Lee Gagne, who's yeah, she's a favorite say, of ours. She's a my, DP. Mm-hmm. My favorite would probably, if I had to pick my favorite, ooh, <laughs> um, Jessica Lee Gagne and Jody Lee Lipes are yeah. two of my, like, actually two of my favorite cinematographers who have, and it's not like. That have only done ten thousand and under budget films. Mm-hmm. Like they, they do amazing work. And when I reached out to Jessica Lee, I was like, "There's no way she's going to answer me back." Mm-hmm. And she did. And she hmm. was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> so she came on. Same thing with Jody Lee Lipes. I I spoke with uh, with his um, representation and then his manager, and um, they they hooked everything up. But I think that uh, we were under the impression that it would be impossible to get people of this caliber on the show. But a lot of people don't think about DPs when they watch films. And I think that Mm -hmm. 
for DPs are like, you want to talk to me about something? I wasn't right. the director. I didn't yeah. star in it. Uh, okay. And that usually seems to be the, the, the confusion with them is like, they're like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to talk yeah. to us? Um, but we watch movies so differently. But the average moviegoer, I've said this before, most people don't know that directors aren't DPs. Yeah. They think that they're running the camera and they're, and some do, but that's mm-hmm. certainly not the norm. And so mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. that the average person thinks about the fact that there's somebody on set that specifically specializes in getting those visuals and is in control of the lighting for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's incredibly important. <laughs> Do you... Okay, well, first of all, I, th- I think it's good that we talked about some of your favorites because I feel like if somebody wants to listen to your show for the first time, those are the ones they should probably grab. Mm-hmm. You know, well, those, are, those out, are the ones right? I was fangirling the hardest on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are those the to. best episodes then? Like, no. what, what, was, what should you... Should somebody listen to for the first time? Oh, um, I, I mean, it's going to de- that depends on the person. I, I, I guess, would you know? actually say Ryan Connolly from Film Riot. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. because he he's a, a big a reason why we started thinking about doing this type of po- podcast because he was so helpful in that process of of learning how to improve on filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are interested in film and you've not heard of Film Riot, you really should check the show out. And we're like old school. We used to watch it like weekly on TV, you know, watch it on the TV. And, and you know, he always has such uh, really helpful notes. And they're hilarious. Him and, and Josh are hilarious and would do all these great skits. And um, so yep. he was another person that we're like, he's not going to be on this show. And so when he was... <laughs> Um, it was really interesting because there were some crazy things that happened on his set that we would have never known mm-hmm. because you just assume, well, it's Ryan Connolly. He's probably got that all figured out. That's what, that's what film riot is. And no, spoiler alert. None yeah, of us have alert. anything figured out. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. Spoiler <laughs> alert. There was disasters that he had to get through. And so that, that I would say start there. Yeah. Cool. I really Do enjoyed any- the Valentina V episode. She's great. Yes. She's yeah, great. She's. I, yes. would, it's so funny because I found I found her on TikTok of all places. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the algorithm mm-hmm. knew that I you know liked production and stuff like that, and so I saw a bunch of her stuff that she did. So I started following her. Then I started following her on Instagram, and then I hit you up, Paul, and I was like, "Hey, you should have Valentina V on." You're like, "Dude, we already did." <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to listen to that episode right now. Shows how much you listen. Right. (laughs) Do you have, do you ever have any people on the show where it it leads to a possible connection? Like a possible um, collab or something? We had this guy, Richard Raymond on, who's a a filmmaker. Um, And, you know, we, you know, we became friends and started chatting and he was sending us scripts and he's like working with like big name, you know, A-list celebrities now. And, and stuff and and that was like a really nice connection because it was somebody that was it's i think it's it's nice to have somebody in in to at least to know in that level to kind of just see what that world is like because the types of films we make and what we do and how we create isn't always going to flow in that environment you know Mm -hmm. and so it's i think it's good to have that if you're if you're able to kind of connect with somebody that is is at that level just to kind of get a feel for it, if it's even something that you would enjoy doing because i often wonder like am i going to enjoy making a 
huge budget film as much as I enjoy making the films we, right. we do now because of all the, like we had, a, we had a guest on and they were telling us that they wrote a film and they were directing it a couple million dollars and they couldn't even cast yeah. who they wanted in it. They had to cast who the studio said because they needed marketable stars and blah, yeah. blah, blah. So, yeah. you know, there's, you know, the more money, the less control. I mean, that's yeah. Kind of, yeah. Unless yeah. it's like your personal money, I guess. Right. right? Yeah. Like, Somebody else's money, they're going to want to control things. But yeah, you lose your ability to control all of that stuff at that point. So, Unless you're like Chris yeah. Nolan or something. Yeah, the amount of freedom is yeah. the amount of freedom is offered up in terms of how many asses you can get in the seats. Basically, if you're the kind of mm-hmm. filmmaker that no matter what you do, if you are, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino is one of my favorite directors, and he he pretty much he he doesn't come off come off as the type of person that's like oh sure whatever you want to do you know? right um let's do all the things you, you want to do you want to do <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah you have to sort of be in that that caliber of filmmaking too and even still you're you're kind of fighting it picking small things here and there but scorsese um, still has to fight to get scorsese's what he wants sometimes, had yeah. to fund his own films because studios didn't think it was going to do well um mm-hmm. silence i think was the film that he did um, and uh, he put a lot of money into because it was out of his, you know, what people really know him for. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I always like that. I always, I always like when directors sort of yeah. move out of their comfort zone and do something different. Shutter or Island. any artist, really. Yeah, Shutter Island's one of my yeah. favorite films that most people don't associate to Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I like his gangster films too, and, you know, and all of that, but... For me, Shutter Island was amazing, and and uh, I, I think liked, that uh, people have to like be allowed to maybe flop sometimes. We we talk a lot about M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. M Night's like someone that you either love or hate. There's really mm-hmm. no gray area with him, and uh, this this goes into what I've said before so many times on Go Gorilla is that I could like you as an artist and not necessarily like all of your work. Mm-hmm. I don't have to mm-hmm. love everything you do and it's mm-hmm. subjective, right? I could love something that somebody else hates. Um, and yeah. so same with, same with actual films. Like we say a lot on the show, how, how like this film didn't work for us, but I'm so glad it was made because yeah. it was original. It wasn't based mm-hmm. on a comic book or, or a story, which I love. I love comic book films too, but um I appreciate any film that's original, and even if I didn't like it, I'm really glad that it was made. For sure. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Tell me so more about M. Your... Night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I Is feel like you didn't finish the, 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 your, 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 what you were saying about oh. M. Night. Yeah, what's the twist? What's yeah. the twist? Where's the oh, twist? Was, no, I think, well, He's just actually that... right here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah. No, just that, uh, that I, I feel like it gets picked apart a lot. And Mm -hmm. he's done stuff that I've walked out of the theater and just been like, why does he keep doing this to me? Like, I come in here with (laughs) such high hopes and then he does that. Why? He was dead the entire time? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, it turns out he was Brad Pitt the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I always, you know, deep down, I'm like, I'm not going to do this again in the theater. I'm just going to wait. But then every time I just go right back, I can't help yeah. it because mm-hmm. I just love that. Even if it's something I don't like to do, he has an original idea and he sticks with it. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> what a twist. Who, who would be your ultimate get then? As a guest or I, as oh, a Oh, I can't answer. There's so many people. 
So, mm-hmm. Like, uh, narrow it down. What a twist. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he would say oh, Bruce Campbell. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Love myself some Bruce Campbell. Uh, yeah, so I have a funny story about Paul and Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, but let me just preface the story by saying I don't usually, like, um, uh, conform to that whole, like, idea of, like, celebrity and, like, fans. And, this, you know, like, they're mm-hmm. just, like, people, too. But there are a couple people that I completely fan out about, and he's one of yep. them. So go ahead. Yep. Yeah. So we went to um, a horror convention many, many moons ago. And you had to basically, it was like a lotto. You had to get in to get into the line to even meet mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell. And so we mm-hmm. made it. We were the third to last ticket. Wow. We almost didn't get there because it was like in Jersey. We drove there, whatever. Had no idea there was going to be a lotto. Just made it in time. Um, this was also a uh, the day that I literally ran into Sid Haig, who does all of... Um, the, the, he was in Devil's Rejects. He does all of Rob Zombie's movies. Mm-hmm. Um and he's massive, and I was on my way to the bathroom, and he wasn't looking where he was going. I wasn't looking where I was going, and we just slammed into each other. I hit the ground, and he's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, holy shit, you're sitting. <laughs> and he picked me up off the floor, and uh, so like I came, because his... he's massive. He, he passed, unfortunately, recently. He was really cool, though. Um, and He picked you up by your head. And yeah. Just, <laughs> put you back just, up. just, like, yeah. popped me down. Um <laughs> Uh, we got. We were in this line. It was in the middle of winter, and three quarters of the line was outside, and it was January. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're in New York, so that's cold. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're freezing, and we were in the line. I think two and a half hours before we got to the inside portion of the hotel, and you could see him from a distance. And we had um, we had his son with us, and some woman comes up and she goes, "Oh, Bruce Campbell doesn't want anyone waiting. If they have kids, come to the front." And I was like, "Where were you two and a half hours yeah. ago?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like funny. that was a passive aggressive way for them saying, "Like, really, you're going to make your kid wait for you with you in uh, line?" Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> uh, and so we, he was like so excited, and I had gotten him um, like toys that were still in the box of Evil Dead and Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. and had. And we brought them with us to sign. And I was like, oh, my God, how exciting for you. Like, he's right there and yay. And we got up to the table and he's like, Bruce Campbell goes, hey, it's a kooky family, whatever. And (laughs) creepy. It was creepy or so. Yeah. Yeah. And I look over at Paul and he completely garfed out on me. Just froze. Uh-huh. And was like, uh-huh. uh. and I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> we were on this line for like three hours and you're not going to say anything. And yeah. Bruce Campbell was just staring at him like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Like, he is a huge fan of yours and he's really excited to meet you. And Paul just stood there. It was like that scene. It felt Chris- like a, it was uh, like in Christmas story when yeah, Randy yeah. couldn't yeah. talk when he got finally got to Santa Claus. And I was like, I can't believe he yeah. froze. And he just walked away from him. And, and that was away, it. You're like, oh, I didn't say anything. I was like, I can't <laughs> I mean, believe I that happened. Said, yeah. yeah. That's and he funny. was just like, you were just sick at me. You were like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's like. And the next week you're in the car and you're like, oh, that's what I should have yeah. said. Yeah. I, think I did say something. I don't remember what it was. I think I asked him by force because they were doing a Q and A. No, no, that's later. But I did ask because he had he had mentioned something. I was like, oh, they they let you out of here once in a while or something. I, I don't know. I made some kind of stupid, con- you know. <laughs> it's like when you're like really young and you're actually talking to the hot girl and you're like, uh, I like boats. You know, you like you have no <laughs> idea what to say. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah. I like toitles. Yeah. My uh, my favorite uh, Bruce Campbell movie is Bubba Hotep. 
Boba Have you Hotep. seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen love everything. that one. Yeah, it's, we, that that one is plays like Elvis. so ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. he Elvis at like he is Elvis, home. Yeah. and he switched places with someone else who looked like Elvis. Yeah, so that he could you know go on to retirement or whatever. But yeah, he's in a nursing home, and his best friend is a black guy who is JFK. Yeah, he thinks he's JFK. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I haven't seen that one in forever. Yeah. That was a good one. It was a good one. See, gosh, I'm the worst when it comes to films. Y'all just have to keep me up. See, I used to, I used to go see back was when I was in college. I would go see every single independent film that was made. You know, go down to the Magnolia downtown and see everything. You know, and a lot of them were very bad. You know, the trailers made them look good, but they ended up being really, really bad. Mm-hmm. You know. But there were some there were some gems out there that I absolutely loved, and I I I feel like, especially nowadays, you know, and I've heard this a lot that um, that studios, especially with COVID now, aren't willing to invest money in smaller you know productions mm-hmm. and lower budget films because they don't know whether they're going to make that money back. Yeah, I mean, it started before COVID even. Um, you know, you think about, like, back in the day when you had all those movies that were, like, $50 million and they were dramas, they don't make those anymore, you know? Mm-mm. You know, mm-hmm. and so they were already kind of, like, starting that big gap of, like, you're either making a $100 million Spider-Man movie or you're making, like, a $10 million horror mil- movie or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, that, there was the, and that's why, like, when Baby Driver came out, because I like Edgar Wright, I think he's a great mm-hmm. director. Baby Driver was like a 30 or $40 million that was just like an original story. And so, it was good to see something like that come out. But you need someone like Edgar Wright to do it, you know? Otherwise, they're not going to give it to anybody. Yeah. So, uh, I can't believe how fast we're flying through this. Um, I know. It's already been an hour and a half almost. Um, I wanted to... We're just that goddamn interesting. No, it's just <laughs> when, you're, when you're having great conversation with yeah. friends and good people... You know, there's been a few shows where we've had to give me really more, <laughs> you know. Oh, Come trust on. me, you don't have to beg us to talk about ourselves. We, didn't need, we knew we didn't need any notes. We didn't need <laughs> right. any notes to the show. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about the motion graphics or 3D or VFX yeah. side Yeah, why, why I, I mean, I, I can only assume that, like, especially having the same type of background you go into production and then you're like oh i need to edit this and then you're like oh Mm -hmm. i need some special effects i'm assuming that's probably the same path you took it's exactly that path because i grew up in a small town and so i didn't even know anybody that could do it Mm -hmm. even if i had money or or whatever so i had to learn it all myself by myself and then um you know i went to the uh Andrew Kramer school of uh, visual effects, mm-hmm. like most people. And that's where kind <laughs> of it started, you know, and, um, That'd be but a I was good a shirt. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I graduated from like on the back of your car, mm-hmm. university of Andrew Kramer. Um, that's yeah. funny. Uh, but then, but my big thing was always like, I never wanted to do that specific tutorial. You know, you see people do the yeah. tutorial and they do this exact halfway through the Life tutorial. I'm like, yeah, yeah. halfway yeah. through the tutorial. I'm thinking like, well, what if I do this instead? And then I like never make it to the end of this tutorial. because I wanted to do <laughs> Which something is good. Different. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's perfect. It teaches you what you need to learn. Mm-hmm. You don't end up with the same result as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Which means you, you can, can put, put it on, on your reel. reel. Yeah. 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 Some of my reels though. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Or, uh, My current uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, That's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. 
I um, yeah, that's how ours is. But then I started like you know putting my work out there and then getting responses from like people that would say, "Hey, can you make me something for a dollar?" And I'm like, "Yes, a dollar, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And then you know I started getting um, the first thing you freelance ever and... really made was um, a 2D castle. Yeah, mm. you made like a 3D a... castle. No. A two and a half D castle, I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't three yeah. D. It wasn't complete three D, and it was like the worst looking thing ever. But at the time, <laughs> like I didn't know any better, and he didn't know any better. And he was like, "Look, I just built this whole castle. Is this not the coolest thing ever?" Yeah. <laughs> that was like fourteen years ago. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if you're able to get into it and you're doing indie film, that's going to be the best way mm-hmm. to get the shots that you want because mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to pay somebody to do these extravagant things. Yeah one and- one of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite directors, writers, whatever uh, is uh, I can't remember his name. She's um, <laughs> uh, he did they Godzilla make? and Star Wars. Um, Gareth, oh, Gareth Edwards, Edwards? Gosh, yeah. Star Wars. yeah, Gareth Edwards. Seeing him speak at the Adobe booth, uh, yeah. years and years ago, for with like seven people in front of him, you know, like mm-hmm. completely changed my career. Yeah, it, it was it, he, and you know, it was so nice seeing him go on to do bigger and better things because he knew what we were doing, you know, in yeah. in motion graphics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting when you see that there's certain directors there and just people in the industry in general that you know can relate to that kind of um, beginning, you know, that self-taught mm-hmm. kind of um, you know just scrapping. Like I'd work at the movie theater all day and then come home and all night I'd be watching tutorials, making things, and mm-hmm. um, that's you know, and, and when you're self-taught, that's kind of the route you have to take because you still got to make them bills. Yep. And back in the day, you were working with Gate and Simone. Where we made yeah, the limited limited edition. <laughs> I was Gate looking for that shirt to wear today, but I couldn't That's find funny. it. <laughs> I, I I've got mine. It kind of got stretched um, out. So. Yeah, mine too. I, ha- I think I have mine. Yeah, I still yeah. have. Yeah, the I still talk, talked to Gate in the other with day. The finger. Yeah, the two fingers. The finger. out yeah, of the I, computer. I have it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the yeah. or fit the fist the fist bump right. That's no, that was oh, that's right. That was ours, wasn't it? No, he had the two fists coming out of the computers. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He, he works at, <laughs> I don't know. He works at Nickelodeon now, and he's doing some uh, really amazing stuff over there, actually. He just yeah. released, like, a web series of stuff he drew for Nickelodeon, which Shout is really cool. Gaten. Yeah. Shout out to Gaten. Yeah. That's awesome. But y'all were both, like, listening to the show at work. Oh, yeah. Way back in the day. When we were talking about, like, Octane version You're like, two. wouldn't it be cool if someone from Octane would come on our show? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like... The main hub of like, Octane stuff. I had dinner with Jules the other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no you biggie. do. No, really, really glad that, that Jules and, and the Otoy team really got into the whole community aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You that's know, so important. That's, been so that's important. Yeah. one of the things that drew me to Cinema 4D was the community of it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They really, exactly. under, they really understand that side of it and how important it is. And just, I think, I mean, I don't know them. They could be jerks. I don't think so, <laughs> but but they just really seem to enjoy the community, you know, talking to people and seeing what the feedback is and what would help out and stuff. How did you get, so you were doing Andrew Kramer and stuff, but how did you get into the 3D, Cinema 4D aspects well, of it? Well, I mean, that was, that just kind of was like a natural leap for me because I always want to like go bigger and, and make cooler things. And, and so 
uh, actually started in 3ds max mm-hmm. and i was like he was you know andrew Kramer doing like these fake 2d you know two and a half d things i was like what if i made 3d things actual mm-hmm. 3d things and then i got a copy of 3ds max started making stuff in that and then um and then cin- and then i was exposed to cinema and i was like oh this is a lot easier mm-hmm. you know much much easier yeah um yeah. and yeah that's the rest and then you, and i think you've you have octane right oh yeah 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 um so like you i don't know it seems like at some point you made a huge leap from like into what you're doing now and i didn't know if like there's some point where you were learning specifically or spending a bunch of extra time at night <laughs> doing tutorials and things like what is your <laughs> is yeah. is that laugh because you were or because you weren't because I was, yeah. Because he's yeah. completely obsessive. And mm-hmm. I think um, I could safely say that probably 60% of the 14 years we've been together has been of him watching tutorials and yeah. building and creating. Um, it, for anyone out be there, higher, but for fine. anyone out there who's thinking of dating, such person um just if you don't enjoy Mm -hmm. time on your own it is not gonna work uh you've got to be able to survive on your own and Mm -hmm. um i'm very solitary in a lot of ways so i'm like all right fine go do your thing but i do have to like bring his lunch to him i check his pulse (laughs) i bring i take the plate away i'll tap him on the shoulder like hey did you brush your teeth yet because it's like 11 (laughs) 30 And he's like, oh, yeah. And then he'll go brush his teeth. And I'm like, hey, um, did you shower? Because it's like did you shower in July? And you haven't showered today. <laughs> Never mind. I can tell. You haven't showered. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I need you to do that yeah. for me. <laughs> we actually had um, a, a, an interesting conversation about it on our last last podcast. You know, the whole debate of creativity versus obsession. And, you know, because mm-hmm. in order for me to get where I'm at now, um, I, I had to be a little bit obsessed with this stuff and to just want to learn say, all of that stuff. They kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. And so... You're a lot of bit obsessed. Yeah. My it's like, where do you... How do you... How do you... <laughs> how do you draw that line? Because I... In the same... At the same beat, I also feel like having that whole, like, work-life balance is very important. And I have... I, I'm not even close to, you know, mastering that sort of thing, but I feel like, you know, burnout is a real thing. And, and I just don't like how the community... Not the community, but the... There's a certain portion of people that feel that, like, you're not a real artist unless you don't sleep for a month on a project or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? And um, uh, I don't know. Like, it adds some kind of legitimacy to to it. And I think it should be okay to, like, just work eight hours a day on your project. And it it doesn't mean that you're less passionate about it. Well, if there's something that you have to do, that's understandable. But I don't... Like, if it's nine or ten o'clock at night and the only other thing you would be doing is watching netflix get back in front of the computer yeah like or like spending time with your wife get back in front of your computer no 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 i I will say that like you (laughs) like you said and i was gonna say this before you even brought it up but like you have to have a supportive partner in this kind of industry because it's like i i am always thinking like two to five years in the future about what I want to do. And mm-hmm. there's so much to do and there's so much I want to do that. Like I need to just keep going, keep going because like I got to get this done so I can get to the next thing. And it, it's borderline ADHD yeah. type of issue, but um, I'll get obsessed with something. It'll be 
six o'clock and all of a sudden I wasn't planning on doing this, but now I'm spending five hours doing this new thing for some reason. Mm -hmm. And um, the number of times that Dave has just been like, oh, yeah, I did this animation because I wanted to do it. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know that was on our radar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like it comes up. Oh, this is priority now. Yeah. And um, that's that's yes. That's yeah. a you have to have an understanding partner. <laughs> yeah. So much is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. You, you have to have somebody, and like you said, it, it's fortunate that Julie and I both enjoy our alone time mm-hmm. or or quiet time or just uh, doing things separate. And then we come back and we're fine. There's there's no issue with that. And I'm always like, look, if I'm if I need to be doing something right now, or uh, if if you want to do something or whatever, like, let me know because otherwise. I'm just going to be right here doing yeah. these things. Yeah. And uh, because, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, you know, I should go do something else and I'll get away from the computer and I'll go in the other room and I'm like, what the hell is that like? Yeah. There's nothing to do. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I guess I could put on the TV, but I can't go anywhere with COVID and I can't, like, you know, futz around the See? house, maybe install that smoke detector I should have <laughs> put in like a year ago, but. I'll just be like, okay, well, it's nine o'clock, and I don't really want to play video. I'm just going to sit back Man. down. Yeah. Y'all, I just have, I just <laughs> like, have a need seriously, to create. I have, you know, I, Dave, your whole life is about to change. I want you to know that. <laughs> your whole life I, is I know, about to change. I know change. what it's, it's like, like to have a kid. Two kids, man, is is it's it's too much. It, it, it's too much <laughs> to be. No, sorry, I love my kids. <laughs> I love my kids. Two kids. Your <laughs> kids are closer Two together. Kids. Mine are almost 12 years apart. Right, so. right, right, right. Exactly. One kid is a whole lot easier to deal with than two kids, you know, and a toddler is also very hard. Then you throw a puppy into the mix and it's like, oh boy, the thing is like, yeah, I absolutely love this, you know, but I've got to have some decompression time. Like I need two to three hours to decompress because the amount of stress that is on my life with the kids and the puppy and the camp mograph, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I will like, say I've been doing some of that lately where like it gets overwhelming and all the to-do lists are there and I will literally like, unless there's an emergency, I'm going to shut off. Yeah. I'm going to shut off right yeah. now and I'm going to zone out and take yep. a break before the storm. Yeah. You know, it's which like, is what I'm going to do Saturday afternoon before the storm of, camp right i'm hoping that i can get everything done today and tomorrow and then be able to have a a a fun labor day you know yeah yeah. but there's also nothing wrong like there's nothing wrong with enjoying it there's nothing wrong with spending the time on it. i mean look what it's done for you doing those late nights Mm -hmm. right like now you can create some of the things that you want to create you're out there doing nfts and stuff and you're going to be able to make some cool stuff for your films mm-hmm. and I mean, that's that's helping you that's, that's helping you like what does it hurt is, right is what i'm saying when it starts to hurt i get it but unless yeah. it's hurting something well it'll never hurt me <laughs> <laughs> I, I have uh, i have a uh, like m night m night <laughs> i have a love-hate relationship with graphics um, yeah because you know when i met paul he did he had a laptop and no credit Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> yeah. True story. his car was, his muffler was being held on by a wire hanger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you not have a credit card? Oh, my God. And on December so, with 250,000 miles. <laughs> I, I, I bought him a Dell computer, a desktop, and that's what he started learning on. And, um, you know, we went through many years of not, 
I don't think we took a, an actual vacation, like a real vacation until eight years Yeah, into our relationship. I mean, because it was always like, yeah, but we could buy film equipment with this. Yeah, right. Sure, we could have this destination vacation. I mean, even our when we got married, we just like went to the town, got married, mm-hmm. uh, and then had like this little party that was maybe two hundred bucks that I also catered. <laughs> so so <laughs> uh, because everything was like, how could we how could we put this towards uh, film? We don't even have wedding rings. I was like, I don't. I could, yeah, I could have an engagement ring, or we could have a better camera. <laughs> That's true. So uh, you all you're gonna have to camera. change Here's that my eventually. Ring. I, I don't. That's even, her choice. I don't care. I don't even want one. We've been married for. That's why we're married. Twelve years. <laughs> I'm like, what's You're the like, point? You're like this Ursa is my engagement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Will exactly. you marry me? Here's a lens. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that's it. I don't. I don't care. Right? Yeah. But I mean, I I sometimes want to strangle him, obviously, because a lo- everything with the house falls on me. For instance, we wouldn't have even known our crawl space was completely flooded if I wasn't like, hey, can you take a gander down there? I was going to bring that up. Y'all are okay, right? Like, y'all are we are, but we probably got about six grand in damages that we're going to have to redo yeah. now the whole vapor barrier so buy my nfts <laughs> so, <Yep>. um, <laughs> yes so i do you know i i get it but uh i also i really admire the way that he works and and also how your types learn because uh he's what do you mean your types yeah, i was gonna say your types your your, your, your <laughs> no, types your types yeah. are all autodidactic. I get it. You're, you're yeah. all autodidactic, and I find that fascinating because I'm so not. I'm like vintage and analog. That's how I mm-hmm. work. And he can sit down and watch a tutorial and be like, "Right, mainframe, key two, F one, got it." And then he just makes, oh, "Look, I've made a dinosaur." And I'm like, "Of course you did." Um, <laughs> but if I try to teach him something that's more analog, he's like, or, like immediately he's like, "Where's the app?" For yeah. this, right? How do you digitize it? Where? Do, yeah. What tutorial do I watch for this? Uh, how do I make this easier? And like, uh, how much RAM do I need? Yeah. <laughs> and then just send me on my way. But when he tries to teach me something, I'm like, why do I need a five thousand dollar license and three passwords to learn how to draw an <laughs> Apple yeah. on the computer? Like, I just, you're not the just, only one asking. Yeah. That. yeah. Can I not just yeah. draw the Julie Apple? I tell Julie to write down her recipes digitally onto. Uh, you know, an app or in her notes on her phone or something rather than writing them on a sheet of paper, yeah. you know, because I would have to write them to like cook, in an NFT. You just do a tutorial something. for me and I'll get it. If I yeah, have to make an NFT cooking show. Like, I'm doing a tutorial IRL right now. Like, no, yeah. I need it on YouTube. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That way you can I'm the same it. with like everything has to be digital. Paper? What's that? I had to buy paper the other day. Yeah, and he bought the wrong kind. I bought the wrong kind. I don't even use it. A4, that sounds like paper, right? Yeah, it was the long paper. <laughs> Whoops. You didn't notice the size? Two giant reams of, like, long paper that I'm never going to Just cut it down. Well. Just cut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's every all. single one yeah. individually. Yeah. Get, you know, get scissors. A, a paper chopper yeah. and just, you know, fix that up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a digital person. I had to look up um, okay. what autodidactic was. Oh, sorry. I was actually going to say like, that's a big uh, word. Let me Google that. It just means a self-thought it, person. Yeah, or, it, but yeah. it's like it's to such an extent where it's it's not it's like being self-taught, but also having the patience and wherewithal to actually. I, I can't. Yeah. I'm a person. I need to have somebody next to me so I can ask the question and go. But what about this? Yeah, uh, that drives mm-hmm. me nuts. And and yeah. I notice like your types are just like we'll figure it out, mm-hmm. or yeah. he jumps into like you know. 
a forum yeah. <laughs> and there's going to be an answer and somebody will answer it. We well, have to because yeah. we're constantly taking projects that we don't know how to do for the money and then we have it's to learn on the job. way there. <laughs> yes. It's every job. Yes. You know, every, it's I, I, it's funny. Yeah. Like, I, I have always said that every every new job is a puzzle, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have to figure out how to put the pieces together in order to get the final picture, you mm-hmm. know? And sometimes the puzzle is fun. Sometimes. <laughs> yes. It sucks. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's and kind it's of like, like and, the, uh, and it's it's and there's multiple ways to do the the same puzzle, you know. Yeah, and right. some of them will look exactly the same, and some of them will look completely different, you know. And some of them will cost more money. Yes, thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of like um, when COVID hit, we weren't sure when we were going to be able to see other people again, and so mm-hmm. I was like, let's make an animation, and by that I mean you. Yeah. And, um I was like, okay, if I give you an example. She's encouraging this behavior. I do and <laughs> I'm like, can you if I can you build and make it look like? Can if you're going to ignore me, like can you at least this? make something for exactly. me? Exactly. <laughs> and he's always like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then he gets to building that and he's like, "Oh, cuz I'll just hear sighs from across the room." <laughs> I'm like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "I don't just oh. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, that is me every um, day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so like, we Julie's are like Julie's downstairs waiting. and, are you all right? No, I'm just, something else is broken. <laughs> yep. It's always his computer shutting off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back when we, we uh, Dave and I worked together at the, the first place we did, it was funny. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. All around the office, you just hear, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just an occasional. GD, every yeah. other, coming from different <laughs> random, it's like yeah. surround sound. It's funny. And then the internet goes down and you hear it come out of every yeah. office at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Um, so. I want to talk about the NFTs and stuff, but before we do that and before we get into the drop, we're going to do MoGraph Recommends. This is going to be super interesting today. Okay. Have because... we done MoGraph Recommends, though? I feel like we've done MoGraph Recommends with y'all. They haven't. Well, I've never been, been on, the, on show. the show before. You haven't been on our show? No, no, we man. were, were we show. on your show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what that was. All right. the other way. I forget. <laughs> yeah, after three hundred, we know episodes. who loves who. <laughs> yeah, it's who. Well, that's the problem. I'll get on these Skype calls, our Discords, and things, and I can't remember if we had a conversation yeah, yeah. on the air, <laughs> yeah. or where it was. Just you know, if, you, if all it right makes you feel desk. better, like sometimes I'll see a person and I'll be like. Oh, we should have them on the show. And Dave says, we've already had them on the show. <laughs> they were on the show two weeks ago. Yeah. 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 It's like, we should get this. We should get someone on the show. Okay. What about this person? They were on a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it's just like a blur. It's just, uh, I don't even know. I'm going to have to add it up. I added it up at show 200 mm-hmm. and I have to add it up at 300 and see. I've got a spreadsheet. Yep. Because we were at, we're almost at or we'll, we'll be at least at two months yeah where you could play our shows back to back and and they would keep going for two months that's pretty ridiculous yeah. so um let's do mograph recommends and we are going to start uh and as you've you've heard because you listen to the show this could be your all time or a recent favorite on any of these things but we're going to start with movie you go first. Gosh, it's got to be hard for y'all. I can't do that. I simply can't. Yeah. I shan't. Well, I have three. <laughs> I can't pick one, but I have three because there are three films that we can do that that have like uh, that mark an important chapter in my life. One of them is A Few Good Men. Okay. One is Army of Darkness, and then Rumble mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Okay. So random. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
and they're not like my favorite movies or the best movies, but they're movies that mark an important important chapter in my life, like a change yeah. or something. I get that. Basketball is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> it's the stupidest movie. Yeah. But there are times where I'm like, I just want to put that on. I have yeah. I have that entire freaking movie memorized. That like, <laughs> it's so dumb, but it's so funny. Yeah. What about you? You have anything? Yeah. Oh my god! Like when I tell you, I've watched certain movies well over two or three hundred times. Like, I mean, it depends. Are we going like old school? It could be anything. Something recent, something old. Uh, or it could be old school. There, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. Pretty good movie. Boy, Blue. My boy, Blue. Um, I don't know. I mean, crazy, man. as a kid, I watched uh, Beetlejuice like a massive amount of times. That, that film was like really, really big time for me. Um, Basketball Diaries was actually really yeah, an impactful for film you. for me. It was, uh, I was like, I'm like, I'm old school Leonardo. I'm back in like early mm-hmm. 90s Leonardo and he uh he wasn't really very popular back then and I saw mm-hmm. that movie three times in in the theater when it came out um uh, uh Django Unchained that was a good mm. one so yeah, I I guess I'd, I have I, oh and Leon the Professional that was Leon. a big one for me yeah. mm-hmm. um I was I'm a huge Gary Oldman fan so like Gary uh, uh Leon and Basketball Diaries were probably the most impactful for me in terms of wanting to make films Mm-hmm. Um, Have yeah. you seen uh, Cinema Paradiso? No. Y'all need to watch it. Okay. If if anybody I know needs to watch that movie, I, I would like to know your opinion of that movie because I it is still one of my all time favorites, and none of nobody I know has seen that movie. Interesting. Put it on your list. I'm it, putting it's it on. Good. It's <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> no, that, I like subtitles. We're we're fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So good. How do you feel about uh, David Lynch? You're more of a Lynch fan yeah. than... Yeah, he's always... He's got the... He, I like the way he uses, um, you know, him and his cinematography tells, cinematographer tell stories. Mm-hmm. I'm more Fincher sure. than Lynch. Yeah. yeah. I'm very Finchy. I, I love Fincher. I yeah. love Fincher. Fincher's great. David Lynch, I I was always just like, what's, what's, what's the appeal, right? And still, part of me is like... I don't get it, but I love it for some reason. Yeah, you know, it's like we watched, uh, we watched, uh, what is it, uh, Twin Peaks? You mm-hmm. know, me and Amy watched Twin Peaks, and it was just the weirdest show we had ever seen in our entire lives. But it was like we were so excited when season three came out, and season mm-hmm. three was bonkers, and it's like so good. Yeah. I, I I just can't explain it. Yeah. Hmm. Twin Peaks, you like Twin Peaks, but not the not the restaurant. The no, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> I hate those. I hate those places so much. <laughs> I, that really gets to me. Hey, we're a booby restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> booby restaurant. <laughs> like I just, I just, it, I just don't like it. Derp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going there for the for the wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, the next thing on the list would be let's just skip over the music for a second. Let's go to TV show while we're on this kick. I should mm-hmm. really just clump those together from now. You on. should. Yeah. TV show. <laughs> no. Um, for me, let's see. I think. I mean, Scrubs is my all-time favorite TV show. Man, that got me through some hard times. It, yeah, me too. 
my MySpace uh, days. Yeah, Got me through my MySpace <laughs> days, um, which will lead that will lead into my favorite podcast. But that's probably if I had to pick one show, if I was stuck on an island forever or whatever, it'd probably be that one. Yeah, all eight seasons. Uh, not the ninth. <laughs> I'll deal with the eighth. Yeah, all the eight ninth. seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> all eight seasons. Sorry, went right over the. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, oh, you favorite TV yeah. show? One? Uh, sure. I don't. Uh, it doesn't I mean, have to be one. You can I, name a couple if you want. I, I, I have to. I have to say, I love Lucy. That was a massive show for me as a kid. Mm. It's why, like, yeah. the first time I saw Lucille Ball, I was just like, "What? Like, who does this?" And yeah. that representation was kind of crazy. It was why Alien's still one of my favorite movies because it's the first time I'd ever seen mm-hmm. like a woman in a sci-fi that was. Yeah. kick it ass and you know this so was pretty cool um i'm a big will and grace fan that's a massive show for me <laughs> not the new one not the new one I the original mm-hmm. the originals yeah. i love lucy and I, it would come on every night you c- catch all the classics mm-hmm. and then you know perry mason's after and then mm-hmm. it's time to go to sleep mm-hmm. dick van dyke was always my favorite i i loved dick van dyke growing up like i thought that was just a wonderful wonderful show yeah you know and the uh uh wandavision when wandavision like that's i i I really fell in love with wandavision in that first episode because it was so much like dick van dyke yeah and kevin in the the chat he says scrubs is pretty good yeah breaking bad is the best show that he's ever seen except maybe the wire oh well i mean like of 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 newer stuff yeah i could go off but just like i've watched breaking bad that's a great show the wire (laughs) i never haven't watched it yet sorry kev i watched one i know it's good and and i i can't get i know the first one i was like that with mad men i tried so hard to get into mad men and i was like same i can't do it same but once i once i finally got into mad men again like Mm -hmm. it is so good i wasn't so good i haven't i haven't i haven't revisited mad men yeah love the title sequence (laughs) yes Yes. the best way to get into mad men is not to start at the beginning Really? Because that's what I tried to do, and it was slow, and I wasn't really getting it. Like when when Julie was already in the middle of watching it, and mm-hmm. I got into it, I was like, oh, "Okay, now I, n- this is good. I'm okay. going back, starting over." Yeah. Yep. Any others? Is that it? Oh, Ooh. let's um, see. I mean, I, I don't care what anyone says. Shit's I still Creek love is Friends. Really good. Friends is that's <laughs> a good new one. Yeah, yeah. Sitch Creek was great. Friends. I oh, mean, if yeah. we're getting into like stuff that's like cine- that, we're really getting into cinematography. I'd have to say some of the best. Dark is probably shows, the best looking show ever. Yeah, Dark was great, great show. Um, I don't know that. But for me, I know this much was true. That's great. Was the best show that I could probably never watch again because it just emotionally was so intense. And my favorite sci-fi sh- uh, show was Tales from the Loop. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good. Um, one. Oh, and Catch Twenty Two. That's a it's that's a show a on Hulu. That's I, I I've yet to meet another person that's watched it. I want to talk to somebody about it. No one's ever seen it. <laughs> what is and it? it? Catch Twenty Two. Oh, we we made a mis- we made a mistake when we watched Tales from the Loop, and what happened was apparently we had tried to watch it like a year before, and we didn't. I don't know. It was like one of those things. It was late at night, and uh, put this on, and we both fell asleep. It ran <laughs> through the whole thing, and it got to the end. Oh! And so when no. we started it, like for this first time, <laughs> second time, really, it played the last episode, and it's so 
off the wall anyway that we thought it was we're like what is going on i don't understand and we watched the last episode first by accident oh, I did yeah. that altered, with, uh, altered motion that game Jeff of said thrones yeah I did that with game of thrones altered motion so the expanse, the, the expanse yeah that's good you guys mm. seen that i have not no uh-uh. uh, that's really good no uh um, let's see music architects tool Done. That was That's right. easy. Really easy. Done. Done. <laughs> done. I mean, right. I, I could keep going. Honestly. Yeah, she's I mean, got a very eclectic. Paul uh, listens to the same kind of music. Yeah. He will not like vary from that at all. Give me the drums. Give me the heavy guitars. And screaming, and that's and it. Screaming. Um, ah. But I'm pretty much like uh, I love classical music. I love bluegrass. I love folk mm-hmm. music. I love metal. <laughs> it makes no sense. Have you heard the uh, bluegrass cover of uh, Metallica? Yes. It's uh, uh, wait. Uh, was what, it o- is older? The... Is there a new one? No, it was it was older. It was probably okay, like yeah. 10, 15 years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. They also did a Shins album, which I thought was excellent. I didn't mm, hear that Shins, one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. just like uh, I recently found a lullaby version of Tool, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> It's like That's children's, funny. like a nursery, yeah. Yeah. a nursery album for babies, but all tool. Okay. Oh yeah, I I used to play those on loop for for Emily when she was younger. All the nursery rhyme pop songs was awesome because mm. at least it's not like super annoying nursery. Yes. Rhymes. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's just like you know, little xylophones playing Radiohead or something. Yeah. So. Uh, Rockabye baby tool rendi- renditions. That's what. It's called, <laughs> yeah, oh, rock Rockabye baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, podcast. Mograph. Besides, I am. I'm actually not a big podcast person. Yeah. When I do listen to them, it's usually some something that has to do with true crime. Yeah, <laughs> we listened to um, that one when we went to this. I I, d- I do like uh, my brother, my brother and me. Yeah, love. That oh one. yes, so I saw good. them live. Just saying. Yeah, so did so we. Did we. Yeah. It was yeah. a, such a great show. Um, so great for me. Like my podcasts have nothing to do with any like creativity or three D anything. It's all <laughs> just funny stuff. Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman's. Yeah, the Smartless is a great one. The Scrubs, uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, the Scrub Rewatch podcast mm. is a great one. Um, those are the two I'm cur- currently obsessed with. But there's a few. Watch Monster Factory uh, with the two guys from My Brother, My Brother and Me. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. We watched oh that gosh. show they, ha- they oh, had for so a while. Funny. I loved their show. That was yeah. so good. The, yeah. The, yeah, the show was really funny. Yeah, I really that enjoyed good. that. Yeah, I feel like it got... It was just on the wrong network or yeah. the wrong yeah. thing. They should have just and then self-produced moved it and then yeah. put it on YouTube or yep. whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. Totally. Like that's that. a shame. But the, so... Um, uh, mm-hmm. So I was going to say, we have like a, a hard out soon, so we have to... Um, yeah. Oh, how much time you got? Eight Maybe minutes. like eight minutes. Oh, no. Okay, <laughs> we better get to the drop. Let's Quick. get to the drop. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to the drop. The drop. Drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? Drop. This is exactly what I should be doing. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of The Drop, your weekly source for all things NFT and crypto art and upcoming drops by notable people in the MoGraph industry. I'm Matt Milstead. Joining me, as always, is Dave Koss. And joining us today is Sashia Dumont and Paul Robinson. We're going to talk real quick about NFTs, <laughs> which sucks that we're going to talk so quickly about NFTs because, Paul, uh, you've been you've been very successful 
in the NFT market uh, uh, lately. And like, there's your, you, in my opinion, are one of those people who got into it when we all did. You know, mm-hmm. all of True us story. did during the big rush. Yeah. And you're one of Late the few February. people who have actually stayed in it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Who was and and you've I I feel like you've got you know you've become a, you you've gotten a few sales and you've been become mm-hmm. successful doing it because you've stuck to it versus yeah. all of us. Yeah, it's 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 uh, patience. It's all about mm-hmm. patience is and community building. Those are the two yeah. big things, you know. And people want to like you know, it's 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 very important to um, for for your success as an NFT artist, in my opinion, to. Mm-hmm gel with the community you know and not just make fake friends like just because if you love what you're doing then you have a lot in common with all these people and so you can you'll just like gel with them like i have people that are legitimately my friends that i've made in the past couple months that i've never even seen half of them i don't even know their real name but we'll just talk about (laughs) stuff you know yeah yeah um so you you did a drop with uh tori bryant did one tori bryant yep um, are you? Is the new one that you have on Foundation right now? Uh, yeah, it drops tonight. It's minted now, but it, it drops tonight at um, midnight my time, which is Eastern are we time. Eastern. See it? Yeah, it's on it? there. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I sent you the link, but or the video Here, Dave, itself. I'm gonna. Did you grab um, the? the did which you is grab it the links the, from the drop list? Uh, I did not. Okay, so I'm gonna send you not. a couple of them. Unless you're okay. able to grab them real quick, uh, uh, yeah, I could probably grab them. I'll open Notion, and then I just sent one um, in chat. Uh, Kevin hit me up, and he's got a drop. That oh, he nice! Just did. Yes, yeah. Is it he, a Breaking Bad does. drop or <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's got this uh, the the pineapple one, right? Mm-hmm. Let me bring this up here. There you go. Got this pineapple. This mm. drops today, I believe. Right? Oh, very nice. Just today. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's nice. oh yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep going fast here. Yeah. Yes, Friday, September third, and then uh, we got yours. Is that the one that you sent to me on Facebook yesterday? Because um, yeah, I didn't know if that was that a link directly to. I think it was just foundation? the video file because it wasn't minted at that point. It was. What is going on? What is this foundation? What is this? Thirteen hundred dollars for a picture of a truck with somebody <laughs> underneath with their head cut off in Photoshop. What is going on? Okay. Mm. All right. Um, so let me go. Hey to man, art board. is art. Okay, art is art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You don't understand. Okay. All right. Fine. I don't understand. <laughs> There's one more uh, in chat that I sent you. Okay. Cool. I'm looking for your piece here, real quick. So this is—is is this on Foundation? It is tonight? now. Yeah. It, was, it will okay cool cool all right so this is yours here <laughs> tell us about this one uh, so this is part of a, a, a collection that um, altered motion put together 12 artists we all got a um a sign mm-hmm. zodiac sign that goes along with a birthstone that is going to uh correlate with colors and stuff so we all got the gemstone and then we are, our assignment was just to make something based on the the zodiac sign and so mine was Virgo, um, mm-hmm. who is the god goddess of wheat, and um, and uh, I, I wanted to kind of like keep it in my style, which is you know mechanical and robots and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But I Love also I, I wanted to have some fun with it and kind of like um, 
I don't know, just kind of play play around with some stuff that I that would fit into what what she what it is because it's yeah. one of the few signs that's an actual person. Usually, the the icon of it usually centers around a, a female figure, mm-hmm. and so I kind of wanted to kind of play with that a little bit. I love the movement on the wings; it's very pretty. Yeah, and you got other ones up here. Um, yeah, I did a so yeah so and I did a, a collab with Tori Bryant, Sly Fly McCartney, and then I have three of my own as well all sold out all sold nice out. nice that's good. but it's easy to be sold it's out if you don't put a lot of art out there that's the secret <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you this is like how far you've come like we were talking about this is how far you've come in in you know just going from like dabbling in 2d yeah. or two and a half d to doing full-on 3d which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty amazing that plan b um, one man i love that one so yeah. good could have been yours for point six, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have you bought any aliens? Yeah. Did you get on in, in on the aliens? No. Alien? The visitors? Yeah. No, the I visitors. didn't. Our whole Slack is. I don't. I don't with... buy many of the collections. I have a few. Um, there you go, Dave. I sent you the link. I I didn't get in on the aliens though. I just bought Sly Guys. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those ones. No, I think I heard. So of these it, these are the aliens. Yeah, basically, I heard the entire Slack started like buying them. They're officially sold out, and the floor right now on them is 0.1 ETH, which is great because we bought them for 0.042 ETH. Oh, nice. Yeah. That is nice. And then uh, Sarah Gibson had a drop, a a new drop. It is uh, uh, a a shot of Menkel? Menkel? I don't drink. Was it (laughs) Menkel? Yeah, I don't know. Menkel? Menkel? Yeah. If you uh, look closely in the glass, you can see it's going along with her uh, her theme from the previous one, a shot of Nips, Nipsky. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I got it. So that was a cool. fun one, I'm sure, for her to model. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I didn't know about your Let's heart see. out or I would have gone a lot. No, it's all good. And then uh, the last thing that I want to mention is um, Nifty is n- now opening up stuff to people like heard about this yeah yeah so nifty gateway um their platform is opening up to external collections and new creators which i I feel like you know they were the the number one spot in the nft space for the longest time making the most money and now that has significantly gone down Mm. you know due to super rare and maker's place and uh uh, foundation and the initial explosion of you know yeah Yeah. and so it's like uh they're gonna have to bring in you know because they can't keep can't keep bringing on the same artists every single time you yeah. know and yeah. expect to be making the same type of money so it's interesting to see them opening up to uh to new creators and stuff oh hey, look it's it dorpy oh no it's dorpy oh, no. yeah Pat, i'm all ready for camp all right I got my covid shot as okay. well as uh covid test just to be sure just okay. waiting them to get back with me on the uh lab reports oh, lab. lab okay <laughs> So worth I'm, it, uh, Dorpy. So I'm worth. I'm looking forward to camp, and I'm looking forward to getting into my kennel and uh, jumping in the water so I can doggy paddle for a while. <laughs> I thought I there was going to yeah, be more yeah. to that. I have yeah, a question no, for Dorpy. It. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite basketball player? Is it uh, Charles Barkley? Ah. <laughs> How long have you been hanging on to that? <laughs> right? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Anyway, I gotta go. I gotta run errands, and I gotta pack before I leave town. I got a appointment at the bank. Got to take care of things there with the um, branch manager. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> we got your heart out here, so we gotta yep. get out of the drop. Yep. Uh, if you have any, uh, if anyone has any uh, NFTs are dropping, uh, hit us up info at mograph dot com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. The drop, drop, drop. Is this the fucking mic? This is exactly what I should be doing. I know you got to get out of here. Sorry. Uh, you can no rate us on iTunes, leave a review, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice, newsletter. Say you've been there, done that, got the T-shirt with the Paul Bab, feel the Bab, twenty twenty shirt <laughs> with the, the no MoGraph, no MoGraph T. Or with a what? What did the I MoGraph say? Tea. The, you said the Paul Bab. Oh yeah, yeah. The, all the things. All I'm the just things. trying to hurry so we can get you out of here. Yeah. Um, if people want to find you on the internets, where can they find you? Oh man, everywhere. Uh, Send3productions.com is where you can find all of our work. Send3productions is a good hub for everything. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I usually handle most of the Instagram. So yeah. uh, go, go Gorilla, Gorilla Film. Go Gorilla Film. Uh, my stuff. She's got SashiaDumont.com for her stuff. I have Send3Paul for my stuff. And paulrobinson.film is a lot of a lot of sites. Or you can go to mograph.com slash... Yes. Is it Go Gorilla? Yeah, sure. Sure. Go Gorilla yeah. Filmcast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Cool. And we're not the only one there. Nope, you're not. You are not. That's right. Uh, all right. So, uh, we've got to get out of here so you can do your thing. Um, make sure that you uh, check your emails, everybody going to camp. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you, um, if you have any questions or anything's going on, make sure you contact us. We'll try to to help you out if you have any traveling situations or anything like that that we need to know about if you're uh having issues uh getting to camp or whatever uh we will be here for you and we can't wait to see you Mm -hmm. and uh i'm just totally totally psyched yep next time you hear from us we will have had a successful camp we're gonna get out of here uh until next time i'm dave and i'm matt i'm sashia dumont i'm paul Thank you. Have a good one. (laughs) Later, yo. Bye. It's pretty good, I guess.
MoGraph.com, an online resource for motion graphic artists. Start your week with the MoGraph podcast, industry news, interviews with your favorite artists, and terrible humor. Watch live shows and interviews from MoGraph events like NAB, SeaGraph, HalfRes, and local meetups. <laughs> Our MoGraph talks feature live demos and motivation from artists all around the world. Sometimes you got to make stuff that you're not going to put on your reel, and I'm not here to judge. What if Rick and Morty show up for the countdown at midnight? That's where I peaked in life, in my career. we got to stop this thing, Rick! It's going to kill us all! Hear from the people that create your software, design your render engines, and artists that are changing the face of modern motion graphics. You get that render done. Yeah, you better frame frame what? MoGraph tutorials and online classes will teach you about Cinema 4D, After Effects, as well as other popular software and render engines. Throw in the HDR Studio, take the render settings, pick the HDR, put a reflection, and gorgeous. Branch into new software, learn time-saving tips, techniques, workflows, and lessons that'll keep you up to date in the world of motion design. Oh, brother, those are some of my favorite elves. I love projects that scare me. When our art director comes to us and asks for something that I had never done before, man, it gets me pumped. Join the conversation in our live sessions. Check out our plugins or join the hundreds of daily active users in our Slack channel for technical help, advice, contests, or just to joke around. Real nice banana. Ah, that's so funny. All right. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> Subscribe today and get the latest updates on our YouTube and other social media channels. Take all your dreams and just do it! We don't care how you get here, folks. Just get here. Subscribe to MoGraph.com.